Welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a podcast for film club leaders which highlights new and classic titles for you to explore with your clubs. I'm Eleanor and I'm joined by Joe, and we're from the programming team here at Interfilm. We curate a selection of the most interesting and educationally relevant films out there and add them to our catalogue, where they're available for schools and film clubs to order for free. Today's secondary theme podcast is all about European cultures, and our featured film this week is the German thriller Victoria. Our related film is the classic Jean-Luc Godard new wave film Breathless, and we'll be discussing some highlights found on our new European cultures film list and the angles that can be explored with them as well. Why is engaging with European cinema worthwhile for your clubs? We think that exploring European cinema is a really rewarding experience as there's such a rich wealth of cinematic history and progress, with ideas and movements coming out of different nations and cross-pollinating with others, creating entirely new forms and ideas. We've got influences that have been taken from mainstream cinema and turned on their head, and we've got cinema that's concerned with exploring different aesthetics, capturing social truth and exploring new ideas. We really think that cinema pushes the boundaries beyond the limits of a country's borders. So our featured new on DVD release this week is Victoria. Something of a cultural phenomenon in its native Germany when it was released last year, it tells the story of a young Spanish woman who has recently moved to Berlin and like many young people in new surroundings, is struggling to make friends, earn a living and pick up the landwards. She finds her escapism in the city's various nightclubs and it's here where we join her at the start of the film. You come from where? Madrid. 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 Yeah. I know Madrid. Real Madrid. So you, you <laughs> come with us we go, go for a beer? I don't know. I have to. I have to work today. Running into four local men, she quickly befriends them, and the group bond with each other while walking through the city before ending up having an after party on the roof of an apartment building. But when one of the men asks her for help with something, the evening takes a rather different turn. It's a 15 certificate and we put our age rating at 14 plus. However, it's worth saying that the film does contain a fair bit of violence and strong language, as well as some brief casual drug use. So I would advise using your own discretion around the maturity of the audience you'll be showing the film too, particularly as it's very much a film that revels in the exuberance of nightclub culture. But for me, the film isn't really about clubbing at all. It's an exhilarating watch, certainly, but much like the 1998 German film Run Nola Run, which some of you may have seen and has a lot in common with Victoria, the energy comes through the radical filmmaking on display. And that's largely because not only does Victoria take place in real time across the city in the small hours, the entire film, which runs to well over two hours, was shot in just one take. It's not quite the first film to do this. The hardcore film buffs amongst you might have seen Alexander Sotorov's film Russian Art, which is one of the most well-known one-take films, and the technique stretches at least as far back as Hitchcock's rope, but it's certainly extremely rare. The filmmakers also largely used improvised dialogue, working from a concept strip of just 12 pages, which all combines to really make the audience feel like they're along for the ride too. The effect at the end of the film is of stumbling out of a building exhausted in the early hours of the morning, and I mean that in the best possible way. All of these techniques combine really effectively to create a whole immersive experience. The best thing I can say about its technical accomplishments is that after a while you stop paying attention to that aspect of the film because you're so engaged with the characters and the narrative. The film is also very clever at introducing discussions around cultural difference and language barriers. Because Victoria speaks little German, and her friends even less Spanish, the group largely converse in English, which helped make it a really accessible watch for any students who might be a bit reluctant to engage with subtitled films, especially as the film resembles a conventional action thriller in many respects, but also serving as an effective language learning tool. 
And although the film mostly takes place in fairly nondescript locations, it is very much a love letter to the city of Berlin itself and the vibrant youth culture there. I think it's a really great example of film at being able to open people's eyes to the world, igniting that thirst for adventure and experience that all young people feel, but also serving as something of a cautionary tale. Like lots of films in the list, it really speaks to a natural inquisitiveness we have about the world, and I'd really urge you to check it out. Victoria is available to order now on the Film Club website. We also have an accompanying film guide, which opens up discussing questions around the film, as well as a blog, which looks at the remarkable filmmaking techniques in a bit more detail. And speaking of remarkable filmmaking techniques, it seems a good time to then move on to Breathless. Breathless is about a petty thief who models himself on Humphrey Bogart, who hides out in Paris after killing a cop. It's sharp and sophisticated, legendary French cinema. It was made in 1960 by the French director Jean-Luc Godard, who was part of the New Wave movement in French filmmaking. The new wave really embraced the rise of auteur cinema, which championed the director's vision, making a real break with the past and deliberately embracing new techniques and styles of editing and going for more complex and ambiguous stories. Film Breathless is a certificate PG and we reckon it's aimed at audiences of 14 plus due to its themes of criminality and complex morality. We've chosen Breathless as it's similar to Victoria in many ways. We have this unintentional escalation of a situation that suddenly gets very serious. Breathless really plays with the crime genre, even while it's paying homage to it, and it's very influenced by the Hollywood thriller crime pictures of the golden age of cinema. There are also parallels between the main characters in Victoria and Breathless. There's a kind of seductive petty criminal in Michelle that has some parallels with Sonny from Victoria, although Michelle is a bit more immoral, and he even establishes this from the outset with how he even describes himself. And he's also quite a manipulative of character. He's a bit of a chancer, a kind of ducker and diver who's on the run from the law after stealing a car and killing a policeman when he dodges a roadblock. So Michelle's kind of primary motivation is to try and take refuge with an ex, who is the character of Patricia. And Patricia is in some ways quite similar to Victoria. She's a bit of a fish out of water. She's this American who is trying to make it in Paris and dreaming of becoming a journalist, even while she has a quite mundane job just selling papers in the street. New York Herald Tribune! Est-ce que tu m'accompagnes, Aaron? Oui, c'est idiot, je t'aime. Je voulais te revoir pour savoir si te revoir me ferait plaisir. So Michelle and Patricia are quite rootless individuals. They're very kind of free and easy and the style of filmmaking really kind of captures this and makes them appear very stylish. There are a lot of long scenes that kind of build the relationship between these main characters and their uncertainty amongst one another. They don't really know where this is going to go and what they really want from one another. There are also other filmmaking similarities with Victoria. It was shot on location with real-time scenes which featured unwitting members of the public and they used natural lighting and handheld cameras to kind of capture the urgency of the moment. There are also some contrasts with Victoria. Instead of the seamless one take, Jean-Luc Godard employed these jump cuts, um, which actually, when they were introduced, were not intentional. This was a technique that was employed due to the lack of film stock at the time, which meant that they would have to film the same scene from ever so slightly different angles as they restocked. As well as being interesting to watch in terms of its aesthetics and its influence on cinema, Breathless is, of course, very good for students studying modern foreign languages, and we would highly recommend giving it a watch. Breathless was the major example of the French New Wave, but that's just one of a series of massively influential filmmaking techniques that originated in Europe. 
The Danish filmmaking movement Dogma was set up by a series of directors there in the 1990s who created their own manifesto and set rules of filmmaking around the use of location shooting, natural lighting, handheld camera techniques and diegetic sound for example, which for those of you who don't know, roughly speaking refers to sounds that occur directly within the scene itself rather than being artificially imposed afterwards like a musical straw for example. There are loads of great films from this movement. Some of you may know the very controversial Danish director to Lars von Trier, who is very much at its heart, although it's worth saying that lots of the films are fairly adult. However, we picked out a lighter film from 2002 called Italian from Beginners. It's actually a romantic comedy about a group of people learning Italian in a small Danish town. It's a really warm, insightful film, in contrast to lots of titles within the dogma movement that are often fairly bleak, it's fair to say. Like Victoria, there's a real mixture of languages within the film, and it's partly about the act of learning new language itself, which in turn hopefully ignites a broader cultural interest amongst the audience. And Britain had its own new wave in the 1950s and 60s, emerging in film, television and theatre to challenge the status quo and draw attention to social injustices. It was greatly influenced by documentary cinema of the 1950s and the very British tradition of social realism, which stretches all the way back to the days of Hardy and Dickens. We've written a blog that looks at Ken Loach, one of the key figures in the British cinema at that time, but for the film list, we selected Tony Richardson's classic 1961 film, A Taste of Honey. Can you smell that canal? Filthy. And all those dirty children. Well, I can't help getting dirty around here. Why'd you stay with me, Jeff? Somebody's got to look after you. Made around the same time as Breathless, it's a very different, grittier story about a working-class teenage girl in the north of England, and it was remarkably pioneering at the time for the ways it took on issues around class, race, gender and sexuality, in ways that were incredibly provocative and controversial. It's a fascinating snapshot of a specific cultural moment in Britain, and definitely one of the most significant representations of British life ever seen on film. It's a great film to talk about in your club as well, because many audiences feel the film is now rather dated, but others see it as still remarkably relevant, and I'd encourage you to hold your own debates in your club after watching the film to see what they think. Another aspect of our film list is the capacity of cinema to take us on a visual journey and represent the director's vision of a place and how their environment can impact on a character. From vibrant sun-soaked cities to drizzly dreamlike romanticism through to urban grit, setting in cinema is so much more than just background. Here are a few highlights from our list where the location is as much a key figure as the main characters. In contrast to A Taste of Honey, we have the slightly earlier film, classic Ealing comedy, which is a nostalgic yet faintly condemning vision of the moral stuffiness of London. British director Alexander under McKendrick's The Lady Killers, which is set and filmed in the area around St Pancras Station in London, which has since been extensively redeveloped. Most kind, and if I may say so, you have a very curious, charming house. Such um, pretty windows. Oh, thank you, and I'm rather afraid the position. I always think the windows are the eyes of a house. And didn't someone say, the eyes are the windows of the soul? This hilarious comedy skewers the absurdity of the British national character and is a wonderful crime caper. We couldn't leave out Spanish director Pedro Almodovar, who takes us on a dizzying journey to Barcelona in the wake of tragedy and All About My Mother, when a bereaved woman must find her ex-partner and reveal to him the death of the son he never knew existed. We also have a film guide to support viewing of All About My Mother, which encourages you to analyse the different use of colour, aspects of melodrama in the film, and also, of course, it's a very good tool for learning Spanish. More recently, we have uh, French director Céline Siama's Girlhood, which explores Paris not through the famous landmarks, but rather through the urban sprawl 
dipping in and out of different estates, friendship groups and gangs, while the main character, Mariam, tries to find in somewhere where she can fit in and find out what being herself really is. We've also got a slightly different perspective on our film list, with the Hungarian film White God, which shows us a different side of the historic city of Budapest through the eyes of a dog who has been abandoned due to an arbitrary piece of city legislation, who attempts to fend for himself and eventually decides to take the city back for the beast, in a very dark comedy drama. All right, so that just about wraps up this week's podcast on European cultures. Thank you very much for listening to Interfilm Recommends. You can check out that film list and all the other films and resources we've mentioned today on interfilm.org. And we'll also provide links to these in the show notes accompanying this podcast. Please get in touch on Twitter at interfilm regarding any feedback on the podcast, the film list, or anything else you'd like to discuss with us or suggestions for future podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to tune in next time. You've been listening to Interfilm Recommends and our podcast today has been European Cinema and Culture. <laughs>